0: Hey, you cool cats and kittens. You, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Murder on Tap. We are your hosts, Allie and Jose. What's up? <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you for joining us.
1: Cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Come
0: on. <laughs> if you haven't by now, please check it out. <laughs> please check out Tiger King. Um, but anyway, enough of that. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. Thank you. How's it going, Jose?
1: It's I... It's it oh, certainly
0: doing? is. Good we
1: um Well, as good as we can as be. As good
0: as we can be and we hope you all are as good as you can be and you are doing your part to slow the spread.
1: To stay healthy.
0: Absolutely.
1: Stay at home. God yes. damn it.
0: Indeed. Uh, any fun any fun I don't know. I don't even know if I should say any fun news that you want to tell us about because everything Well, there is about there's the
1: some um Good news that, uh, you know, people have been looking for, like, hand sanitizers and stuff because people over-buying and shit.
0: Right. Do tell.
1: God, damn it. So there's uh, Drake's Organic Spirits. Okay. They're having, like, this, um... There's one of these distilleries these, or breweries that we were talking about before that um, use the higher-grade alcohol stuff that they can't use mm-hmm. to make uh, hand sanitizers. Very cool. And there is a website that's... um, I heard it on the radio. And uh, I checked it out and I looked at it and they have hand sanitizer for sale.
0: Pretty cool. To the public?
1: um, To the public, yes. Nice. They have a pack of six, two ounce pouches, which look like... um, I don't know if you've seen those... uh, If people know about those, you know, those freeze pops... And yeah. They're like watery and they come in a little plastic, yeah, yeah. you know, thing. Otter pops. And then just the otter pops, there you go. They come in that uh, cool. looking thing for six of them. Well, for the public, uh, they only have uh, six of them for sale. For frontline workers, they have uh, a big bulk pack, which is like 576.
0: Nice. They need um, it the most for sure.
1: But they say that those six pack ounces is good for like 350 uses. From those six.
0: How many ounces are each package?
1: Each one is two ounces, so you'll get twelve ounces.
0: That's that's still pretty cool. You get twelve ounces,
1: and you could get about three hundred and fifty. Plus, anyway, you should
0: probably wash your hands more with water and soap than anything, just because the sanitizers will dry the shit out of your hand.
1: Yeah, but if you're not, you know, if you're like at the at the gas pump or somewhere at the grocery store, for sure. And you have to use it, then there it is. Um, The website is. Each ounce counts At, com. That's cool. Each and then O U N C E ounce counts. That's pretty cool. C O U N T S.
0: Yes, yeah, so you're in des- if you are in desperate need of um
1: But sanitizer. Be quick about it because yeah, I'm sure absolutely. they're gonna I'm not sure they're gonna run out but they might, you know.
0: I'm sure their supply is limited. Yeah, so.
1: limited. There's also other um, breweries and distilleries that do it. Uh, but this is the first Website that I heard of them doing it.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: They have a pack of six two ounce uh, eco pouches for fourteen bucks, and then if you're a frontline worker, you know your your medical, you know your hospitals and stuff like that. You get a big bulk pack. You know, order it. It's a little on the higher side, which is six seventy one, but it is for like five hundred and seventy packs. Yeah. And people are in need of it, so. Absolutely. We thank Drake's organic spirit for that. Yes, because, and all of uh, the
0: companies out there who are the working companies, yes. hard to come up with these hand sanitizers and all these other pieces of items to fight this. To
1: fight this and pandemic. to help prevent this. and uh, But hand sanitizer alone is not going to do it. you got to stay home. For sure. If you're going to work, go to work. Cover up if you have to. Come back home. Relax.
0: And that's it. There's not
1: really much to do out there right now anyways. The nope. movie theaters are closed.
0: Everything is closed. You
1: know. Um.
0: Indeed. But here's something fun. Uh, another little something that's beer news. Um, but again, also related to the coronavirus. Sorry. But uh, Anheuser-Busch is um, doing this program where it's called Foster a Dog, Get Bush. So what they're doing oh, is, yes, they uh, launched this on March 25th. And through April 22nd, basically anyone who fosters or adopts a dog through the Midwest Animal Rescue and Services will receive fresh three-month supply of bush beer.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: So what they're doing is, like, I think they give you, like, a $100 gift card or something like that. And you just basically buy bush beer with it. So that's kind of cool. So if you're interested... um. Again, that's the Midwest Animal Rescue and Services. Check that out, and I'm sure you'll find a lot more detail. Uh, Just a lot of, you know, families are home right now. I know it's a big commitment.
1: Alcohol alcohol, uh, sales have gone up
0: I'm I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Again, I know it's a big commitment, but if you're able to foster or adopt any kind of animal, dog, cat, whatever, maybe at this point, that would be awesome because they what a perfect to for sure you give them for all sure. the love you, you know they will get all the love they need and all the walks they need so make it happen add another addition to your family if you're willing or if there you, you go
1: can. so adopt a dog get some beer get some beer and if you really like bush there you go for sure <laughs>
0: can we jump into the beer sure i'm dying to take a sip
1: all righty then. Let me uh, crack it open.
0: Snap, crackle, Release and... Release the crockin'. Pop. All right. Exciting.
1: So, um, while can I, I pour...
0: Can I can I tell everybody where we got this beer from? Let's go. Well, we're not this beer. We bought the beer, but we... This was actually recommended um, by one of my cousins. His name is Armen. And Armin. basically what he does, he uh, has a company where he is a broker. And this is one of his clients up in Oregon, right?
1: Utah. No, Utah.
0: Utah. Uh, in Utah. So he gave us this recommendation. So thank you.
1: Thank you. And thank Armin you to his clients.
0: Yes. And his client for. Uh,
1: thank you, Armin, Ani
0: sure so if this is a local beer of yours make sure to
1: check it check them out. out and
0: if not i mean obviously we found it here so yep
1: you can't it wasn't too. that you know difficult to find we went to not at all again what our were buddies the, chances? At the bottle shop
0: yes we walked into the bottle shop yep. we were going to pick out some beers and what were the chances i looked down and that's the first thing i saw
1: and we were literally told about it like a day before. Out
0: no, like an was it hour before that. Yeah, like oh. literally an hour before that. There I tripped the hell out, but that was pretty cool.
1: And it's good. Let me jump into it. Do tell. So let's uh, take a sip.
0: This is beautiful.
1: Ali's got her glass. I got a can this time. Cheers. Cheers. That wasn't. That was weak. There you go. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers, tappers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. Mhm. Yeah, that's pretty good, right?
0: That is great. Wow. All
1: right, let me get into it. So, our beer is from Uinta. U i n t a. It might not be right, but I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna get you into it. Oh my
0: goodness.
1: Ooh, that's smart. All right, so. The company began brewing in the winter of 1993 mm-hmm. in an old, renovated mechanics garage. Um, it is based in Salt Lake City, Utah, and it was founded by Mr. Will Hamill.
0: hmm Will Hamill.
1: Will Hamill. Okay, they started with their uh, flagship beer, which was the Cutthroat Pale Ale which was named after Utah's state fish. Then they uh, followed that by naming King's Peak Porter after Utah's highest peak.
0: Ha.
1: Ha. <laughs> and, um, yeah. The company, like I was just saying right now, with these names of U- from Utah, uh, they produce a range of beers, and then they named them after Utah's cultural and national icons. In 2011, Uinta became the first Utah company to be 100% wind-powered. And on that same year, they began to install solar panels on the brewery's roof.
0: Very energy efficient, I like that. Very.
1: Very self-sustaining?
0: hmm
1: I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, as of 2016, they are the 39th largest craft brewery in the country. 39th?
0: 39th. Oh, shit.
1: That's very good. How for, have
0: we never seen this before? For
1: only being around 1993. In I 1990. wonder how many... You know what? I, I think I have seen the name, but I just over-glanced it once or twice.
0: Interesting. I have never Yeah. come across it, but very cool.
1: So, some of the beers they brew are the Cutthroat. Oh, sorry. I'm going to drink for that one already. The Cutthroat Pale Ale, which is a 4% ABV. Uh the Hop Nosh IPA, which is a 7.3. We have the Golden Ale, which is a 5%. The pills Pilsner. <laughs> Another five. And the Piggyback Sessions Peach IPA. Ooh. That sounds pretty good, Peach? right? Peach? That sounds bomb. Piggyback Peach. 4%. We need to find it. We should. Those are the year rounds that they have. hmm uh, They have a lot of different seasonal ones and limited edition ones. Um, there is too many to write down and remember. I so, don't blame you. You want to you know,
0: check them out, you guys? Go to their website.
1: Check them out. Go to the website. U-I-N-T-I. Uh, I believe is brewery dot com. If not, just Google it. Google Google. So, this beer that we are drinking is called. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, it's named the Detour Double IPA. We've done triples, quadruples, and we're back to doubles. <laughs> and. Just keep um.
0: Bouncing back and forth.
1: Back and forth on our ales. And uh, this beer is a 9.5% alcohol Nine point by volume.
0: 9.5? Oh, snap. And by the way, it is uintabrewing.com.
1: Oh, I was writing it. Sorry. Just had, to,
0: just had to double check.
1: Points for me.
0: Okay, so 9.5. Holy shit. No All wonder. Right. Because it tastes, first of all, it tastes so good. Yeah. And I'm already, like, halfway done.
1: Yeah, and it's not, I couldn't like, resist. It's not, like, overpowering. It's not good. at
0: all. That's the crazy thing about it. It's so subtle, and there's no lingering, like, aftertaste. I yeah, like that about it's,
1: it. It's, it's good. Very. Let's get into the description. You got the glass, so what do you see in, com- in color?
0: Well, color-wise, it's this Beautiful, rich, like, caramel color. Like this deep, dark caramel color. <laughs> kind of like amber colored? Yes, very much. Amber. Again,
1: it looks like the amber thing that that mosquito was living in for millions of years in the movie Jurassic Park. Well, Did I just very, say movie? That's a very yes
0: descriptive.
1: Because you guys know what I'm talking about and um mm-hmm. that's pretty much it what it is it's amber colored dark it's beautiful orangey it's dark beautiful caramel um
0: it has like a hint of like like this like pink like a coral i don't know why to me it
1: coral i always thought coral you know was what like I mean? oh, yeah you're right like an say,
0: orange uh, pink
1: I was I was going to say I always thought coral was like pink color but you just said pink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like orange pink. Not that there's pink to it but I don't know maybe it's just my glass the way it's reflecting but it just maybe looks it really pretty. I love it.
1: It's it's very nice actually. I it's love very nice color, and I love the taste. It has a little ring, a little foamy ring around it not Absolutely. all like the and head not, is not full but it's like around it.
0: Not too thick. It's, it's very nice.
1: um attractive. Absolutely. Uh, okay, let's go. You, well, you got it better because you could smell out of the glass. Smell your can. Well, smell my can. You smell your glass.
0: Um. <laughs> there's a pine smell to it for sure. Of course. Not really too much malt.
1: Well, there's a little. There's a little sweetness smell.
0: A sweetness. Yeah, I'm going into taste, but definitely a sweet. You are scent. jumping the gun, woman. But piney. Very piney, piney and, and citrusy.
1: Citrusy. Hint of
0: citrus, pine and sweetness.
1: The reviews were saying the reviews were saying that there smells like a hint of grapefruit. Okay. Would you think that there's grapefruit? I never really smelled yes. the grapefruit. Yes. Yeah?
0: Yes, because I've been drinking a lot of grapefruit juice lately.
1: Oh, and you're an expert.
0: This yes, you're right.
1: You are an expert. I didn't pick that up
0: at first, but you're right.
1: The reviewers are doing a great Our, job. Oh, hey and this go. is from Beer Advocate. Mhm. And uh, the this beginning so part good. about the brewery was you from know Wikipedia. What? So
0: that's what it is. It has. It looks like grapefruit.
1: The little pinkish from grapefruit. Not
0: coral. It's grapefruit because of that.
1: Oh, you hit it right on the nose. Boom boom. So taste. Jump into it since you already have halfway. Well,
0: after smelling grapefruit, you can taste grapefruit. Yeah, that's reason. true.
1: After mentioning grapefruit, but
0: again, pine, not so much malt, but there's even like a hint of like it almost tastes like caramel to me. Like it's sweet. I don't know what kind of sweet it is, but there's a caramel sweetness to it.
1: Yeah, you're right. It does, kind of taste a little. Well, it is a little sweet. My
0: own, did I hit it on the nose?
1: Did you hit it on the? Hit the
0: nail. Never mind. They hit
1: the nail oh, in the. Hammer hammer nail on on the, the nail? Head? They hit the head. Uh, the nail, nail on, on the head. head. Okay. Did I hit the hammer on the head? Head and nail. <laughs> you actually did. That's one of the reviewers saying that. Uh, well, not one of them. A couple of them saying that it has a hint of caramel. Oh, snap. You <clears throat> mean?
0: It does. It's sweet. That's the thing. But you can't figure out what that sweet is. It's not is. too sweet. It's not, like it's not too
1: fruity. It's exactly. not too anything. It's, it's not like a
0: fruit enough. sweet. It's like a sugary sweet, but not like overpowering. Mm. It's
1: very good. I really It's I delicious.
0: Like it. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. We got
1: it. A, a 12 pack, a six pack of uh, 12 ounce mm-hmm. cans. Uh, what was it about? Like 12, 13 bucks? I think so. Yeah, 13, 12 bucks. Um, very good. It's worth it.
0: Totally worth
1: um, it. The front, the can is a light blue, and what I like about this is that the very top part, around where you open it, like right underneath that, it's like a compass. Oh, it has that's the north, cool! West, yeah, yeah, and I all see that. it. It's a compass, and underneath the north, it says Uinta Brewing Company, and it has a which looks like a Land Rover, mm-hmm. with uh, one of those old school. uh, RV trailers, the small RV trailers. Right. And, um, it looks like they're just taking a, you know, taking a detour on their little vacation. Nice. Probably going to hit up a brewery or something. Oh, yeah. And then there's a tent on the side with two people with their hiking backpacks. <laughs> and, uh, they're ready for, to go. They're they're the, ready to take a trip. That's and what they're and doing. Yeah, the, uh,
0: attention to detail with the minor, like, little pieces. Yeah, little mountains
1: in the back, a little, little tent with two guys in the... Or a male and a female. It cannot mm-hmm. necessarily be two guys or two women. Yep,
0: yep. For sure.
1: Um, yeah, and then uh, on the side, it shows you how much hops it has. It doesn't show you a percentage, but it shows like little graph bars. So the uh, hops, it has more hops, than more malts, and it has less body and less color. I don't know what that really goes with, but... Okay. And I like this. It says... Forget the map. Pack the Uinta.
0: Nice. Nice. I Who like that Who cares where you're
1: going? Just pack this beer. I
0: like that little portion with all the writing on it. What is that? What's all that writing? Just.
1: The writing? Out. Yeah. It's like it's a little thing. It just but says Uinta I like Uinta it because brewing. it's like
0: big, bold, like, you know what I mean? Sometimes they yeah, just it's right pack in. Yeah, your face. In. It's not like little. That's it. The fine, fine, fine lining. Print print, way it is, yeah. like, copy that's, like, I don't know, a half a paragraph long, and they have to make it tiny, tiny. No, nah, they, they cool. make it look like it's like a map. Yeah, that's cool. Like
1: it's the, what do you call it, the index of a map? Mm-hmm. That's what it makes it look like. And they're also the, part of the Independent Craft Beers Brewery Association. Nice. Which everybody should be. And uh, check out their... Um, social networks they have it on here it's instagram twitter and facebook uh you into brewing uh yeah and the website you into brewing.com check sure. them out
0: again we got these from the bottle shop in the valley so if you're interested in trying this out
1: the bottle definitely. shop with two p's and an e.
0: yes and if not look up um what is the app
1: uh drizzle oh, or drizzy. Drizzle. is it drizzy I think, I think it was one Drizzle. of those, too. Um, there's a lot of, uh, actually, there's a lot of places that deliver beer now to your home. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Maybe so see where you can out, find this. Yeah. Go
1: online. Or you could just either call Armin or Ani. And, and it's they will Drizzly, go, uh, by the way. Drizzly, there you go. I think it's half of a picture of like a, it's like it's a, a, a red logo with a bear. Yeah. Yeah. But that's if you cool. can't, hit up Armin and Ani and, you know, tell them to hook you up with their client and they'll bring you a truckload of it
0: oh my goodness don't don't do that
1: first of all they don't know who they are but <laughs> don't do that don't. <laughs> just hit up bar minute on maybe
0: we should hit them up because this was it is really
1: good i'm already halfway through it and uh Psh, me too we haven't even started the good part of the podcast
0: yours is a good part of the podcast oh, we stop get to it. start the drinking during your stop it it was amazing thank you for all the information Thank you for the recommendation, Armin and Ani. This is amazing. Thank you, guys. I'm blown away.
1: Uh, And uh, one day soon, Armin is going to do our intro music. (laughs) Or commercials, (laughs) apparently. Or he's going to do commercials. Um, Yeah, so.
0: And we'll take it.
1: Get ready for that. And um, so, the better part of the podcast. What do we have in store for our true crime of the week?
0: Okay, so first off, before I start my um before I start my story, I just want to say I don't know if anybody else is a big um like I guess I want to say hip hop rap fan, but if anybody is aware that today is actually Nipsey Hussle's 1 year anniversary. He was right murdered. Um that was a big That was a big moment last year. I just, I don't know. It
1: Was huge for LA. It was
0: huge. It was huge for LA. Huge Huge for for, the
1: music scene. Huge for the rap scene.
0: Absolutely, and just the fact that this felt his. I'm gonna say stance, and I'm gonna say his assassination. Since his assassination fell on the same day. I mean, it it was kind of.
1: It wasn't like, we gotta do this to this guy. It was a murder. Let's call it a murder.
0: Okay, fine. We'll call it a murder. It was just ironic that it falls on the same day as my story. But um, anyway, moving on. Keep your yeah, name alive. Moving
1: on. I, I tried to peek at her story, but she didn't let me at I refused. All. Almost got punched in the eye once.
0: Okay, so you ready for this? Because it was a real ter- tearjerker for me. and
1: A real tearjerker?
0: A real Major tearjerker. Oh, like to every time I think about and... it, no. Every time I would try to like,
1: you <sighs> okay. know, get
0: further into my notes, it was really hard. And Wait, um, let me take
1: a sip of beer first.
0: Absolutely, you're gonna want to take a sip of beer. Okay, you <sighs> okay. ready for this? Let's jump in. So, at approximately 11:49 a.m. on March 31st,
1: 1995.
0: Wait. Employees working at the Days Inn Motel in Corpus Christi. oh my
1: goodness called
0: for police informing the dispatcher a woman had ran into the lobby after being shot when paramedics arrived they find a young woman clinging on for dear life as she bled to death in the motel lobby 50 feet away in the parking lot another woman sits barricaded in her red 1994 gmc pickup truck oh
1: my goodness holding
0: a gun to her head The woman sitting in the car would soon be identified as 34-year-old nurse Yolanda Mm -hmm. Saldivar. People surrounding the victim in the lobby are shocked to realize the young woman lying in a pool of blood is none other than 23-year-old rising star Selena Quintanilla. That's right, folks. This week. I am covering the tragic and heartbreaking story of Selena on her 25th anniversary
1: of passing. Oh my goodness.
0: I told you it was a heavy one. That's Uh. why I couldn't tell you. It was just heavy. Okay. So known as the Queen of Tejano music, Selena Quintanilla was a beloved recording artist who was on her way to even bigger dreams when suddenly her life would be cut short so selena was born on april 20 i'm sorry april 16 1971 in lake jackson texas she was the youngest of three children born to Marcella and abraham Quintanilla junior at just 6 years old selena's musical abilities were noticeable Abraham, Selena's father, told People magazine her timing and pitch were perfect. I could see it from day one. And that's a quote from him. Although Selena grew up speaking English, she, uh, I'm sorry, her father made it a point to teach her to sing in Spanish so she could resonate with the Latino community. As she grew older, Selena would learn to speak Spanish fluently. So, at the age of 10, Selena was the lead singer in her family's band, calling themselves Selena y Los Dinos. Uh, The group consisted of Selena, her brother Abraham, they called A.B., on bass guitar, and her sister Suzette on drums. In 1981, when Selena's father opened his first Tex-Mex restaurant, Papagayo's, Mm -hmm. Selena y Los Dinos would often perform for customers. Unfortunately, the following year, the restaurant was forced to close after the recession. Abraham had no choice but to declare bankruptcy, ultimately leading the family to be evicted from their home, and the Quintanilla family would eventually settle in Corpus Christi, Texas. They desperately needed money, so Abraham took on the role as manager of Selena y Los Dinos, and began promoting on street corners, weddings, quinceañeras, and fairs. Um, Abraham even purchased a refurbished bus, which they named Big Bertha, to use as um, the family's tour bus. As her popularity as a singer grew, the demands of Selena's performance and travel schedule began to interfere with her education. Abraham made the decision to take her out of school during her 8th grade year although many teachers expressed concerns about Selena's exposure to the to these conditions Abraham ignored them all and even one of the teachers threatened to like report him to basically the superintendent or the school whatever the higher ups of the school are but I'm pretty sure it's the superintendent no it's the superintendents with like the school system and whatever but he basically told them to like mind their own business um but selena's busy schedule didn't stop her from excelling in school as a matter of fact selena would go on to earn a high school diploma after the american school of correspondence in chicago and was even accepted at louisiana state university Wait, I'm sorry. Did I tell you? I'm sorry. I meant to say that she earned her high school diploma at the age of 17 from the American School of Correspondence in Chicago. So in 1984, Selena recorded her first LP record, Selena y Los Dinos, for Freddie Record. And by 1985, Selena would make her first of many appearances on the... Johnny Canales show, a very popular Spanish program yeah, during that time. Johnny
1: Canales, hell yeah. I
0: wonder if it's still on, is it? I uh, don't I don't think so. However, the band would soon face difficulties as they were rejected by many venues, not only because of their ages, but also because of the uh, because of the music they played. So basically they um, were part of the genre called Tejano music and Tejano music is a male dominated genre and most, purport, most promoters did not believe Selena would be successful enough to like, execute that type of music. However, someone who believed in Selena was founder of the Tejano Music Awards, Rick Trevino. He saw something else in Selena and she began performing annually at the Tejano Music Awards. In fact, by 1988, Selena y los Dinos would go on to release five albums. Not only was the band popular all over Texas, but also they began to chart on the Mexican music charts. By 1989, while performing at the Tejano Music Awards, Selena and the band would be discovered by Jose Bejar, who was the head of the newly formed EMI Latin Records. So, Behar believed that he had basically discovered, like, the next Gloria Estefan. Like, he was, he was, he couldn't believe his eyes with Selena. Like, he was just baffled. Selena was offered many deals during this time. Even Sony offered twice as much as EMI's label, Capital Records. But Abraham chose to take EMI's offer because of the potential for a crossover album. At this time, Selena drops the Elos Dinos from the band's name and all albums from then on would be known as Selena. So on October 17, 1989, Selena would release her first self-titled album, Selena, and this same year Coca-Cola signed on Selena to be one of their spokespeople in Texas. Right around this time, the band got a new guitarist, Chris Perez.
1: Uh Uh-oh, Chrissy.
0: (laughs) And Chris began to have romantic feelings towards Selena as did she for him. So I also read the fact that, like, he was actually dating somebody else somewhere within, like, San Antonio. Um, But obviously, eventually, he broke it off with that person when he started um, dating Selena.
1: Okay, can I jump in? Yes. The Johnny Canale show, he actually had... actually there was an original which one that aired Selena in there um, and it ended in it aired from um, 1983 and it uh, ended up uh, from 1996
0: oh so that was his last year nineteen ninety six. yeah it
1: debuted in 1988 I mean 83 but uh, then it was uh, aired on Televisa in Mexico and uh, Univision in the United States from 1988 till 1996. huh But there's also um it changed to uh then they had a, a new show also which was like from like uh, 97 to like 2002 or from 2008 to 2009 which had aired differently. I'm not sure if it was completely new shows or if it was also you know like reruns or types of things. Oh, I like
0: see. That. Okay, so the couple kept their relationship quiet because they feared that Abraham would disapprove, um, and eventually try to split them up. And of course, naturally, that's what happened. That's what he did. He did not approve of their relationship whatsoever. So we're gonna jump into time for like um, a little ahead of time and just for a second. What happens is Selena and Chris were actually dating, but hiding their relationship for quite some time.
1: A good like, while. A
0: good while. Yeah. So, what happens is while on tour in Texas, Suzette, Selena's sister, caught the two flirting and immediately runs and tells Abraham. While Selena's mother, Marcella, approved of the relationship, Abraham thought of Chris as what he called cancer in my family. He was a punk. Big time. Well, I'm, saying, like this- I'm not saying
1: he was. He he looked like it crap. he
0: looked like this little like you know rock and roll like yeah. just punk kid who he was afraid he was he he what was, was his afraid. Daughter? it, is, it was it was his daughter and he basically threatened chris um he threatened both of them that if they didn't break up he would actually break up the band um so with that selena and chris basically rebelled and they refused to stop seeing each other so abraham fired chris but this didn't stop the young couple from seeing each other. In fact, they took it to a whole nother level and on April second, 1992, they eloped, hoping that Abraham would have no choice but to accept their relationship at this point because they're married. What is, what's he going to say, you know?
1: Yeah, of
0: course. So, within hours of their marriage, the media announced the couple's elopement and abraham had a rough time accepting the news he even alienated himself for some time but would eventually apologize and accept the marriage um chris even rejoined the band and he even told him he was like i was afraid that you were gonna stop my daughter from pursuing her passion of music like that's what his fear was (laughs) So, okay, let's jump back into 1990, when Selena released her second album, Ven Conmigo, and it did phenomenally phenomenally on the charts and became one of Selena's most successful singles. At this point, someone new gets introduced to Selena's life, and this is registered nurse and devoted fan, Yolanda Saldivar.
1: She was, uh, her...
0: Oh, I'm gonna get into it. Okay so also i should say i'm the notes that i took was already long as it was but selena had an amazing fucking
1: huge singing
0: track record so if you get a chance definitely check out her albums check out her history check out like everything that she released because it's fucking amazing So, at first, Yolanda hated Selena because she had won some awards that Yolanda's favorite artist had been nominated for.
1: Did it say the favorite artist? Sure. Oh, no,
0: I I didn't. It It was like a couple of them, and then there was somebody, but it didn't say exactly who. But after attending one of Selena's concerts in 1991, she instantly became a huge fan. She even ventured out the next day to purchase Selena merchandise, but wasn't able to find anything. So Yolanda decides that Selena needs a fan club, merchandise, anything that she can, like, you know, get out there to the fans. So she calls up Abraham to pitch her idea, and of course he doesn't answer at first. Yolanda would claim that she left three messages before Abraham reached back out, even though Abraham would state it was actually like 15 messages. But regardless, they get in touch and Abraham agrees to bring her on board. Yolanda is appointed the acting president of the fan club in 1991, and actually she did like a really good job. She was not only dedicated to the fan club, but deeply devoted to Selena. They instantly became fast friends. Yolanda even quit her job as a registered nurse and took up major pay cut just to manage the fan club and be Selena's assistant. So by this time, it's May 1992, a month after Chris and Selena get eloped, when Selena realized, I'm, swear, I'm sorry, when Serena released, I'm going to drink because I also called her Serena.
1: Wow. I'm reading
0: really fast. Sorry. We should get off
1: okay. a podcast because of that.
0: No. Okay. So, um, they get married. It's a month after, and Selena releases her third album, "Entre a Mi Mundo, and this was Selena's my breakthrough world. album, Enter My World, right?
1: Enter into.
0: Entra a Mi Mundo?
1: Entra a Mi Mundo.
0: What's Entra?
1: Entra is come into my life, enter oh. my life.
0: Yes, thank you. So, it was number one on the Billboard charts for eight consecutive months, and it was certified ten times platinum. This was the first Tejano album by a female artist to sell over 300,000 copies. That was huge for, like, 1992 in a genre that was male-dominated. Like, she fucking rocked it. it. She killed it. So Selena was booked for a press tour in uh, Monterrey, Mex- I'm sorry, Mexico, with music media types in the meet and greet. So basically, because Selena's Spanish was far from fluent, my Latin executives were terrified of her limited Spanish during the conference. But instead, Selena won over the Mexican media, hailing her an artist of the people. A year after,
1: she spoke in Spanish. She did. She responded in Spanish. She did.
0: And then that's around the time, like, when her Spanish got a lot stronger. Not only just from the singing and the lyrics, but obviously she... No, her
1: Spanish and the singing was already in there. Right. She was... Because you you practiced that over and over, but then her, her speaking it got a lot better.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because she wanted to talk to the people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um... Right, a year after uh, a year after Entre a mi mundo, Selena released I wanna say Leave or is it Live? It's not live, it's leave, right? Live, right? L I V E. That's live. I know, but in Spanish would it be Leave? i would still say Leave really? Alive. Oh, okay. She released her album Live and once again, it's called Live with an exclamation yeah. point and once again topping the charts and winning the Grammy Award. Uh, for Best Mexican-American Album at the 36th Grammy Awards. It sold over half a million copies. So aside from music, Selena was also fashionably, fashionably in tune, and by 1994, she began designing and manufacturing her own line of clothing. She opened two boutiques called Selena Etc.
1: Boutiques.
0: What did I say? You said boutiques. I say boutiques, though. It's boutique. Okay, sorry. Oh, boutiques. Drink. She opened two boutiques. I don't know. I think I've always said bo- Whatever. doesn't
1: matter. Well, I, well, maybe, you know what? I'll drink just in case,
0: too. I just like to pronounce my words different.
1: I'm just trying not to say too much because I know some of this, but it's also like, I get teary-eyed.
0: You're telling me? Do you know how hard it was to do my notes? I couldn't start my notes. I'm getting teary-eyed now. Yeah,
1: I am, too. Okay. That's why I haven't said anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so both boutiques were even equipped with. Um, I'm sorry. She opened two boutiques called. I did it again. Boutiques. She opened two boutiques, called Selena Etc. One in Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi and the other in San Antonio. So both boutiques were even equipped with in-house beauty salons. So not only did she sell her line of clothing, but women could stop in and get pampered too. Their nails, their hair, their like works. And for shit like nineteen ninety like four, that's huge.
1: Yeah, that's big. That yeah. is
0: fucking huge. Like she like I mean, I know that women had these ideas in the past, but like the fact that she meshed both of those together Yeah she was she, going somewhere. She was
1: pushing it out there. It wasn't just Absolutely.
0: You know, she yeah. was going somewhere. Like I can't I can't imagine where she would be if she was still alive.
1: She's a classic right now. Everybody loves the music. You know, like Spanish people I know, and not even Spanish, you know, it could be anybody, is just bumping that old school Salina, you know, that old school Salinas.
0: For sure. So, negotiations were even being made to open more stores in Mexico and Puerto Rico. Since Yolanda was doing such a fantastic job, Running the fan club, it was decided that she would manage both boutiques, too.
1: Jesus Christ, this lady.
0: So Yolanda basically moves over to Corpus Christi. I think she lived in San Antonio in the beginning. But anyway, to be even closer to Selena and is even uh, given the authority to like basically write checks. And she accompanies Selena on all of her trips She even had keys to Selena's house at that point. So, around this time, employees of the boutiques claimed that Yolanda was actually, like, obsessed with Selena. Yeah. So much so that, like, her walls were basically covered with Selena's pictures and memorabilia. The employees even noticed Yolanda's behavior change any time Selena was around. She would act really nice and helpful, but whenever Selena wasn't there, she was very controlling and attempted to keep employees employees away from selena there was even points where like she basically like if she didn't like you she fired you and a staff of like i don't know 38 people became like 15 in no time because she just she didn't care she didn't give a shit she just kept firing people for stupid ass reasons So Yolanda would claim that she was just trying to protect Selena from the petty drama that surrounded the business. By the end of 1994, everything else was going great in Selena's life. She was beyond popular and the biggest rising star in Tejano music.
1: What's funny is that how did Yolanda know the business if she was a nurse who became a fan club fucking that's thing. what i'm saying it's, i think
0: it was just because of the way she was managing it
1: yeah you know but, what i mean you know, like, i don't think you necessarily you, know
0: you don't necessarily know need to know those things but when you see someone who's able to handle all the things that you want to do and without you having to be there like that's a big deal i think that was there
1: oh yeah of course it was, she was probably like a lot of help at oh that absolutely moment, but absolutely I don't. I. I have no words.
0: Mm. Okay, so she was a rising star in Tejano music, and she even gained the name uh Queen of Tejano. There was Queen a, of
1: Tejano or Tejana.
0: Uh, this They said Tejano.
1: Okay. I'm
0: guessing because it was a male dominated, so they're trying to, you know what I mean. Okay. So however, by January nineteen ninety five, Abraham began receiving phone calls from angry fans that said they paid for membership but never received their fan packages. And like back then it was like twenty two dollars and you would sign up and they would mail you all these things. You know what I mean? It's not like today where it's like all over social media and you get to like just pop Screenshot into things like you had to call and, and fucking, you had yeah, to do yeah. shit, like you know what I mean?
1: Imagine how base she would be if, if she would have been if was still alive once, oh my God. and then another thing, if her, like, social media was out.
0: Forget it. She would just, man. Oh, man. So, after some investigation, Abraham realizes that there's over $60,000 missing from both the fan club and the boutiques. Well, it's not necessarily missing, because...
1: It was Yolanda
0: taken. had basically embezzled it by writing forged checks. It was discovered that Yolanda had opened the fan club's bank account under her sister's name. And she was basically writing herself checks from that account. (laughs) I'm sure you're wondering, how is she not getting caught with something so simple as this? But remember, Selena was busy. was a very busy woman. Very
1: busy. She was touring.
0: She was opening boutiques. The works. Like, she had... This is a twenty-three-year-old girl, and she was on the rise. Like I, I'm sure there's an artist that, out there that have been where she was, but like for nineteen,
1: for that, for the, the, that year,
0: like that's fucking crazy. That blows going my up, mind. She's
1: blowing up. on like two platforms. It wasn't just you know uh-huh. this type of scene. It was totally. Spanish, English, a brand new you know female artist trying to no not she wasn't probably trying to dominate. No, this absolutely. Male genre. And that she wasn't, was just doing her that thing. That wasn't her
0: intention. She yeah. was just doing what she was good at.
1: Yeah, she was just putting out the music that she was able to put out and you know it was just that good.
0: So, although people were um were telling Selena all of their suspicions about Yolanda, she still did not believe them. Selena considered Yolanda as such a close friend. That it was hard for her to accept someone so close to her could do her so wrong. On as Mar- what anybody
1: would think. Yeah, of course. I anybody mean, would think like
0: that. You get to know this person, they know everything about you, you know everything about them, like it's not her fault.
1: It's like you gave her a key to your house.
0: For sure. So, on March 9th, 1995, Abraham held a meeting with Selena, Suzette, and Yolanda to confront her about the inconsistencies of the missing funds. Abraham even threatened to involve police if Yolanda did not present evidence to disprove his accusations.
1: Accusations.
0: I know, but oh, it's one of my words. Accusations. Did I say that right? Now you did. Thanks. He even banned her from having any contact with Selena. Selena, however, did not want to dissolve their friendship, so she considered her essential to the business of her clothing line, and plus, Yolanda had bank records, statements, and even financial records that were necessary for tax preparation. So there's some things that I read that were a little bit controversial that, like, basically said they were kind of just keeping her around until after tax tax time, because it was like right around that time, and she had all the paperwork, and... Yolanda basically used it to her full advantage, obviously, and you'll see. So, the day after the meeting, Selena got into an argument with Yolanda over the phone, and she basically told her husband, Chris, that she no longer could trust Yolanda. Selena was unsatisfied with Yolanda's explanation of items being accounted for. Selena immediately removed Yolanda's name from the boutique's bank accounts and was replaced... Uh, and she was replaced as fan club president by Irene Herrera. The following day Yolanda would purchase a 38 caliber revolver and 38 caliber hollow point bullets oh
1: my goodness.
0: from a shooting range. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. From a shooting range. So she basically tells the clerk that she needed protection in her job as an in-home nurse because of threats from patients family members. How does that make any sense? So what you're were you gonna doing shoot to your patients? yeah exactly. What are you doing to the patients that the family members are trying to come after you and you need to have a gun?
1: My eyes are getting teary. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Asshole. So on March 13th, Yolanda went to her la- uh, I'm sorry to her lawyer and wrote her resignation, which Abraham believed was like kind of used as an alibi. Uh, The same day, Yolanda drove to Corpus Christi and checked into the Sand and Sea Motel. Selena was actually in Miami, Florida at that time. I should reference now, before I get any further, I got a lot of my information from Wikipedia. Not a lot, like every single piece of my information from Wikipedia. And a good chunk of this, I'm going to have to say, I copy-pasted because um, the details of it are just... I didn't want to mess it up in any kind of way, so I kind of took it from them. So upon arriving, I'm sorry. It's believed that this would have been the first time that Yolanda attempted to kill Selena, right? So the first uh, when she drove over to Corpus Christi and Selena was in Miami, right? So basically, what happens is when Selena arrived in Corpus Christi on March fourteenth. Yolanda contacted her to reschedule a meeting, and Yolanda told Selena there was too much traffic and asked her to meet her at a parking lot 25 miles away from Corpus Christi. Upon arriving, Selena told Yolanda she would remain in charge of her business affairs in Mexico. According to Abraham, Selena wanted to continue employing Yolanda until she could find a replacement. Yolanda showed Selena the gun she had bought, and Selena told her to pretty much like get rid of it, and said that she would protect Yolanda from her father because she knew that she was like terrified of Abraham. So it's believed. Look at how good of a person this was. Right. Look at this. And like this is even after the whole fact that they like fucking got into an argument over the phone.
1: Still being such a good person to a person.
0: So she um
1: Ugh.
0: she calmed down Yolanda and basically this was one of the reasons that she did not attempt to kill her in the parking lot that day. The next day Yolanda returned to the gun shop saying that her father had given her a 22 caliber pistol and basically she returns the gun.
1: I thought it was a 38 caliber.
0: Yes, she returns the 38 caliber to the clerk, but, like, she comes up with this excuse to be like, oh, my dad gave me a 22." So um, she already had a gun. She, I don't know if she, she didn't, but she basically wanted to have a reason to return the gun. You know what I mean?
1: So she was playing dumb and she didn't know what caliber it was? It
0: wasn't even about that. It's just she wanted to return the gun, so she went to the store and she's like, oh, hey, my dad gave me a different one, so I don't need this anymore, is the oh, point, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So on March 26th, Yolanda stole a perfume sample and more bank statements from Selena in Mexico. But even during all that was going on, Yolanda and Selena remained close. She even accompanied Selena on a trip to Tennessee while the singer finished recording a song for her crossover album. So Selena told Yolanda some bank statements were missing and asked her to return them as soon as they returned to Texas. Yolanda repurchases the thirty-eight caliber on March 27 and asks Selena to meet her alone at a motel room. This was her second attempt to murder Selena. So, news of Selena's arrival spread and she was actually mobbed by fans. And this, according to Abraham, he believes that this was basically um, how she... Uh, her life was saved was because of the fans right so the third attempt to kill selena was on march 30th yolanda returned from her monterey trip and she checked into a Inn motel she contacts selena and she tells her that she's basically been raped and yolanda asked selena to visit her at the hotel room i'm sorry the motel room alone however her husband chris accompanies her at this time so, Chris waits by his truck as Selena went alone to Yolanda's motel room. And as the couple drove back to their house, Selena noticed that Yolanda had failed to give her the correct bank statements yeah. she needed.
1: That's when it all flipped.
0: Exactly. So, Yolanda tries contacting Selena through her pager. Back then, that's what it was pagers. Even though Selena did have a cell phone, I'm sure it was like those big clunky ones, but she had a cell phone. Actually, no, that was more the 80s by the 90s. They were a little well, bit smaller. They were a little bit smaller. They were a little bit smaller.
1: Still, you know. But... Zach Morris, see weather the bill B.
0: Totally. So, she contacts her on her pager, and she desperately wants Selena to take her to the hospital that night. And she tells Selena that she's, like, bleeding profusely due to the rape, Right. But Chris tells Selena it's way too late and that they're not going back, and she's definitely not going back alone, not that night. So unbeknownst to Chris, Selena had to actually agreed to meet Yolanda the next morning, Friday, March 31st, 1995. Selena left her home at approximately 7:30 a.m. and headed to the uh, headed to Yolanda's motel room. Again, at the motel, Yolanda claimed that she had been raped in Mexico and was bleeding profusely, and she begged Selena to go with her to the doctor. Once at Doctors Regional Hospital, doctors checked out Yolanda and noted some light bleeding and very obvious signs of depression. This angered Selena because just the night before, Yolanda had claimed that she was bleeding profusely like she was just pissed off because again she just to her on their way back to Yolanda's motel room Selena says that they have to stop contact as not to upset her father back at the motel room guests remember hearing shouting and two women arguing Selena tells Yolanda that she cannot be trusted and grabs her bag that has all the bank statements in it amidst all the contents in the bag is the 38 caliber revolver Selena sees the gun and immediately turns to run out of the room. Yolanda grabs the gun, shooting once and hitting Selena on the right lower shoulder, severing an artery and causing severe loss of blood. Critically wounded, Selena runs towards the lobby of the motel, all the while leaving a 392 foot long trail of blood. Before collapsing on the floor, Selina screamed at staff to lock the door. She'll shoot me again. Selina's last words were Yolanda, room 158. Her condition began to deteriorate rapidly and she began to lose consciousness. Staff noticed Selina's eyes had rolled back and that she was very limp. After 1 minute and 55 seconds, ambulance arrived and rushed Selena to the hospital. Her right lung was damaged, her collarbone was shattered, and her veins were emptied by blood. And there's parts of it that, like, the doctors are trying so hard. Like, they truly worked really hard to revive her. Like, the amount of effort that they were putting in is just... It's crazy and like when you read all the details it's just it blows your mind. Which I'm not gonna get into details, if you're interested, feel free to read them. There's just it's really as hard as the story already is, that part of it alone was like really hard to read. After fifty minutes of nonstop efforts, doctors realized that the damage was irreparable. Irre- Selena Quintinia Perez was pronounced dead at 1.05 p.m. from bre- from blood loss and cardiac arrest. Back at the motel, after the shooting, Yolanda entered her red 1994 GMC pickup truck and attempted to leave the parking lot. So she backs up, basically, and she kind of um, positions herself between two trucks, and she's spotted by police officers and they basically draw draw their gun on her and order her out of the vehicle, but she does not comply, obviously. Picking up the pistol, she aims it at her right temple and threatens to commit suicide. After nine grueling hours, Yolanda finally surrendered. By this time, news of Selena's death had been reported to the media, and fans had gathered at the scene weeping as Yolanda was taken away. Just seven months later, on October 23rd, 1995, jurors deliberated for less than three hours before finding Yolanda Salvar guilty of first-degree murder. Three days later, she was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 30 years, solely because... That was the maximum prison term allowed in Texas at that time. Yolanda is currently serving her time at the Mountain View Unit in Gatesville. She will be eligible for parole in 2025. So, that's part of Yolanda as far as Selena goes. Um, at first, because the news broke out on April 1st, people thought it was a joke, and they didn't want to believe the news. They were so devastated that, like, it, the media frenzy, which is, it was out of control. Within a few days, she had her, um, service, and it was said that Oh, I'm sorry. That was the point. So because they thought that it was a joke, they basically demanded for it to be an open casket viewing. And that's what the family did. They had an open casket and nearly 40,000 people walked past her casket, paying their respects. And um, it was said that over like 75,000 people signed her, um, like her, you know, like the that they leave behind when somebody passes and aside from all that she um as far as yolanda goes it was said that um there were some parts of like drug related i'm sorry gang related Uh, gang members basically had basically put a hit out on her. Like, if anybody... On
1: Yolanda? On Yolanda. That
0: anybody would... That was able to basically like, kill her was just... They were gonna be just on top at that point.
1: Just how much of an impact?
0: Just by impact.
1: This one person did...
0: Just by impact. Um, You got a
1: fucking cholo trying to fucking put out a hit on somebody? Oh my God, big time. They
0: didn't care. They were like... They just wanted... They didn't want her alive. They were pissed. People were... Like, just not even just heartbroken, but they were pissed. By 1997, a movie was released uh, about Selena's life. Um, If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Um... J-Lo. Yes, Jennifer Lopez was cast to play Selena. Did a great role,
1: too. Great role. And she did.
0: At first, she got a lot of criticism because of the fact that she is Puerto Rican.
1: Who gives this?
0: But, exactly. The after the release, fans just, they lost it. They loved her, and after that, she just blew up. But
1: she did a great job she
0: did she really fucking did a great job but um as for selena she was she was something else i i don't know it it's hard even to this day it's still hard just
1: it's like many of these artists
0: that many of these artists that,
1: again that are
0: Nipsey Hussle
1: die young and uh, very they good example have such an impact in people's not even just in like an music impact. and entertainment for, like their for their community for their
0: community they're making such big changes and just they're trying to make such a difference for so many people and for them to lose their lives over something so petty it just. It's unbelievable, and there's a lot of them. There's so many that have passed away at such a young age.
1: Did you tell them about the part where Yolanda was like, because she like I guess stole like two hundred grand out of this, mm-hmm. out of the accounts and stuff like that. So it was a big amount of money. It was, a amount. It, was. It, was, time, it was a big amount. It was. The time was a lot. Of money. Uh, it was like
0: and I know I stated sixty thousand, but it was definitely a lot more than that.
1: It was a lot, and it was just. You were a fan.
0: You were a fan, and,
1: and she that was you the in thing. As she like pretty much family. You got a fucking she a house. basically
0: kept trying to say that like she didn't mean to that she didn't mean to kill her best friend that it was an accident no, no, that, that, that the fi- that the gun basically fired accidentally.
1: Okay.
0: But it's like you chased after her and you called her a bitch while after you shot her and why did you purchase these hollow fucking bullets?
1: All if you didn't mean
0: kill. to like do some kind of damage to somebody.
1: So first, okay. So what you were saying is that she knocked the purse out of her hands or something. She did. She knocked the, the purse out of her hand
0: to get the to and get she the statement. The checks,
1: the statements, and she saw the gun. Right. So that means she had to have picked up the gun afterwards, and if it was an accident, exactly. Where it exactly. Why on did its you own, pick
0: up the gun to begin with? Know,
1: fuck this! I you know even the whole time I've been like. I've been like you know what is it called? Um, like my fucking I have a frog in my throat the whole time. I've been you know, I've been quiet. This is most this is podcast. I've been the most quiet. It's just you know. I knew,
0: I knew this was gonna have the biggest impact on you, and I'm sorry, but I had to, because she's just she was loved. She was loved by so many, and her fucking legacy definitely needs to live on. So. If you get a chance, pop on some Selena after this and do yourself a favor and just enjoy it. Enjoy it especially during these crazy times. Ugh. Aside from all that, in April, um, I'm sorry, on April 12, 1995, after Selena's death, uh, George W. Bush declared her birthday, which was April 16th, as Selena Day in Texas. And...
1: We're going to Texas.
0: We're going to Texas. Yeehaw. But, um... Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: long the Alamo. Yes. Did <laughs> um,
0: you say yeehaw? Yes. That's what I think of. Cowboys. Yeah, but, to this day... Her... Her name lives on. Her name lives on. And that is my story for this week thank you thank you for listening I'm sorry trust me it was a really hard one for me and it is even as of now if you can tell by my voice but it was this was a tough one she was just such a beautiful talented soul and she didn't deserve it and even doctors said that, like, if well, no it was, one deserves it. nobody just, deserves it, but, like, just where sh- she was going so many places and just her life got cut short because of a stupid-ass fucking person. Just dumb.
1: She was worried about what was going to happen to her, but she didn't worry about what, what was going to happen to yeah anybody else.
0: Exactly. And that was it. She was basically saying that, like, I wanted, um, I didn't want them to find out about all the other money, and I was afraid of what was going to happen.
1: And then what happens years and years later, you come out admitting to what, why you really did it, and you still Yeah. didn't get away she, with your stupid shit.
0: She did. She came out with, a like, a petition back in 2000 to basically either reduce her sentence or somehow yeah, they get herself out it. and they still didn't allow it. Fuck that. Good for you. You need to rot in jail. And it was even said that like I even read that she's basically fucking isolated because of the oh, fucking cause gonna, death threats. Because that's what
1: it is. Even like not even like the older crowd like you know I'm going to say mean because we were around that, that time when she started getting big or born around that time so we grew up with it everybody's everybody's people still listening to it because pe- people's aunts people's moms people's you know cousins people's, everybody they young they still play all old
0: doesn't matter
1: I told you like I just told you earlier two days ago on my Spotify daily mix Selena's song came on I don't know where mm-hmm. you know maybe it was because you know the date but the, the, the song where you know she does in English which I like it was a, her for me it was a better English song a very like emotional song, dreaming of you. Mm-hmm. It's and great. that was like
0: on her. That was pretty much her last album that she wasn't
1: able yeah. to. And then, what into. I remember a lot is like if you watch the the Selena movie from like Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm like I don't care. It's a spoiler. Whatever. You should see it by now. But there's a part where it's in concert where they start showing where. I'm not gonna know if it's. I I don't know if it's exactly you know real footage. When they're in the parking lot where they're, you know, doing the whole oh, yeah, standoff. Yeah. But before that, they have Jennifer Lopez, you know, and Selena singing. Um, I think it's that one. It is that song. Yeah, Dreaming of You. And she's like, you know, in a dress and somebody she's on stage with a spotlight on her. Oh,
0: yeah, and the flower. She
1: can't see anything and somebody throws a, f- a rose Right on the stage, and she kind of looks up, kind of confused, and then that's what all happens, which is you know, oof. Uh, oh, and then didn't mention like, like uh, maybe it's a depiction in the movie, but um, or it actually really happened. I'm thinking it might have actually happened. They just you know intensified in the movie a little bit. She had like a concert, and she sang the song Como la Flor, which yes, is, yes, like, that a was rose.
0: another one of her huge. Yeah, another one of it
1: might be her like first or second biggest, huge single. Yeah. yeah, biggest one, where she's on stage and I think it was Mexico or maybe somewhere, and she had a big Spanish following. That people were rushing the stage so much that they were crushing each other. Oh yeah, they were crushing each other like yeah, yeah, men, women just being crushed, being you know on the ground while people are still rushing, just still crushing each other. She was playing that song and it was it's a kind of not upbeat but kind of you know. It is Dancy. Yeah, yeah. And then she pretty much like on her own decision told the band, slow it down, slow it down. Let's not get it, you know. Yeah. People really uh, beat on it, and people started calming down, started helping everybody out, and it's it's just a person that you know, that she was. It wasn't like. It wasn't like any of these fucking people right now just going out there to be hype and be popular. And yeah, all this no,
0: shit. she didn't have to. She just it came naturally. Oh, so beautiful. But yeah, I definitely highly recommend if you're interested, look up... uh, Wikipedia has a lot of her career and her albums that she released, like what years and what came out and how she pursued that part of her career. But if you're interested, definitely look that up. It's it's a beautiful story. Uh, Obviously, it was a lot to cover, but just... Not even just a lot to cover, but it was so hard to cover because I couldn't even past the first bits without crying but thank you for listening to my part of the story
1: oh and just to throw it in there's also other the fact that in the movie selena by with you know jennifer lopez there's a a tv series that i haven't seen we haven't seen maybe you guys want to watch it uh it's called murder made me famous
0: oh yeah 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 i was gonna mention that it is the
1: 12th episode of the third season Yep. Where they talk about your line us all the
0: reenactment, yeah.
1: Yeah, so uh, if you guys want to check that out, I might want to check it out, but I don't want to see this fucking lady's fucking face.
0: Oof. I didn't even want to look at it, and I had to.
1: Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Thank you, Allie. That was very fucking, Jesus Christ. It was deep, I think deep, that was the man. most quiet I've been throughout the whole thing. It
0: was deep. I... Uh...
1: I holding back tears the whole time. I still kind of am. Oof. You feel stuffing in my nose sounds?
0: My voice was very shaky. Sorry. Ugh. But take us into the AOK because I need to stop...
1: Oh, my goodness. up do and again?
0: crying about it.
1: Okay. So, the headline for our uh, Good News AOK of the Week by GoodNewsNetwork.org... I'm not even going friends anymore because they don't really care about <laughs> they us. They know they're our friends. <laughs> they know they're our friends, but they don't really... I don't even know they care about us.
0: That's okay. We care about them. It doesn't matter. We care matter.
1: about you guys. Please shout us out in something. <laughs> please. My name's Jose. Her name's Ali. <laughs> This um, is Murder
0: on Tap, please.
1: This is Murder on Tap. We don't only talk about bad stuff. We have you guys to talk about good stuff. Okay. So, the headline reads, beloved TV reporter broadcast from home to help children with Mr. Rogers-like sessions of kindness.
0: What the fuck? This is, like, from Kidding.
1: It sounds like the show Kidding. If you guys Shit. haven't seen it, watch yes. the show Kidding on oh Showtime. My
0: God. Jim Carrey is, Jim wow. Jim
1: Carrey is the best ever. Forget Denzel Washington. It's about Jim Carrey. <laughs> so... It says a CBS reporter, Steve Hartman, is usually spending his work week traveling the country so he can shine a spotlight on some of America's most compassionate citizens and everyday heroes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Since the novel, Novell? Yeah. novel uh,
0: Coronavirus. Whatever.
1: Since this fucking virus outbreak has <laughs> confined Hartman <laughs> to work from home, however... The newsman and father of four is continuing his quest for kindness by live streaming a week-long course of kindness. Aww. For each day of the week, for each day of the work week, Hartman has been broadcasting a different 30-minute lesson on kindness to the CBS News Facebook live stream. On Monday he talked to his viewers about his experience in character. On Tuesday he discussed the magic of empathy. But for every one of his Kindness one-on-one classes, Hartman uses some of the most heartwarming segments of his work to illustrate the ongoing importance of kindness. So despite how Hartman launched the free online course as a means of offering some educational content to America's children during their time home from school, his lesson and compassion are valuable to everybody, regardless of their age. So, you know... Another good act done by someone who could just do it from home, which a lot of people are doing everything from home. Absolutely. TV shows.
0: Everything. Anything interviews. You can do right
1: now. Stuff you know, just stay away from people, and if you could show that a little bit of kindness in any way, just do it.
0: Especially for the kids out there, and not even just for the kids, but the parents of these kids, aka the mothers, if not the fathers that are like you know still, that are I'm sorry that are not working from home. But mostly the mothers because I know a lot of mothers are taking a lot of mothers this staying time. home. Yeah, that's yeah, true. for sure.
1: And um, the thing is that for adults it's easier to do the social distancing. Yeah, but kids for don't kids understand. Don't know what they is don't. going on. They they're used to being around other kids they're in school friends, running around talking.
0: Family, yeah.
1: You know what's good at these times? Facetime.
0: Yes, well, they're or, promoting the whole Zoom and or, stuff. That's or cool.
1: whatever Android users use.
0: Wow. Ugh. But no, seriously, Ugh. that's a big one, and Zoom is a big one.
1: Yeah, I think the yeah, connect they'll bring you with all your stuff, family yeah. somehow. Just be safe, be kind, rewind. Don't take your VHS tapes back without rewinding the tape, because sometimes they charge you. And even then, why well, do you have a VHS tape, so...
0: People are going to think you're fucking crazy right now. Not even. Anyway, thank you, Jose. That was a wonderful AOK of the week.
1: No, thank you for the story. Thank even you. though I wasn't saying anything, I was listening completely. Because
0: thank you. And I, and I barely...
1: Because my tears were clogging up my mouth hole. I'm sorry. I couldn't say anything.
0: I barely hit a dent in the story. There's so much more to it, and I highly recommend... If you're interested in reading all the details, to jump right in and
1: you have all the time in the world right now. You do truly. You could be a Selena expert in no time. Or, anything or even expert. watch
0: the movie. Yeah, check watch out the movie. Watch the movie. movie. Oh, we, we, the, big, there the Jennifer Lopez movie.
1: I would recommend just watch the movie. It breaks down a little bit here and there of everything. Yeah. And with J Lo in it.
0: For sure. <laughs> For sure. It's J Lo. But anyway, thank you for joining us this week. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. and We, we appreciate you joining easy. us again. again uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. So weird to end everything with that, but it's like my emails. Stay social safe. Social distance. Stay healthy. Social distance. Wear a mask if parents, you have to. I guess.
1: Use gloves at the pump.
0: Absolutely.
1: Cause I, and wash your hands. Never mind.
0: <laughs> wash your
1: God Wash your hands. It. And remember, if you need um, antibacterial stuff for your hands, yes. Uh, each ounce count. Yes. .com. Um yeah. And not
0: even that, aside from that, if you can help out the community, help out the community. If
1: you have extra stuff, do it. For sure. Just do it.
0: And always remember to follow, like, and subscribe. We will post all the pictures
1: yes we haven't we haven't asked you guys on for a Instagram. while
0: yes we haven't it's been
1: but please leave a review a like if you guys think we're rambling then we just, probably are just don't put that in the review but you don't have to listen <laughs> to
0: us but whatever anyway thanks cheers toodles we'll catch you next week
1: thank you guys be safe